0: song we'll all be flying
1: higher than a I know
0: and if you want a little bang in your yin yang come along
2: the evidence of the president's misconduct is overwhelming and uncontested. In one area, I do disagree
0: uh, with the IG. Uh, I felt this was very flimsy.
3: What has been described as a few irregularities becomes a massive criminal conspiracy over time to defraud the FISA court, to illegally surveil an American citizen, and to keep an operation open against a sitting president of the United States.
4: The clock
1: is ticking. <laughs> T-minus 327 days left till the presidential election.
3: Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country
0: song. Sean Hannity, the new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America.
3: All right, glad you're with us. Big breaking news day. We got a lot to get to today. Um, I'm getting a little worried about Director Ray as it ought to be his job to urgently be looking to clean up what is all of the abuse of power corruption at the premier law enforcement agency in the world. Enough damage has been done. And you you ought to be clearly seeing that by now. All I see, all I'm sensing is somebody that wants to protect the, the bureaucracy. And I'm getting really nervous about this guy because, and on top of that, I don't, he was asleep at the wheel, doesn't seem to really comprehend the Bureau's role in attempting really to overthrow a duly elected president led by the upper echelon of the bureau that he now runs. He has an obligation and duty, not only for the country, obviously, because we depend on the FBI so much, and the 99% of, of FBI agents, the special agents, the men and women and the field offices all around the country that risk their lives for us every day and keep us safe every day. We, we, we want them beyond reproach not going to be that hard. You've got to, you know, lay the gauntlet down and institute the reform. I don't see anything here now. I don't know how they're going to get their credibility back because I'm watching Christopher Ray echo the Democratic conspiracy theorist talking points on Ukrainian interference in 2016. Although you notice whenever the mob and the media tries to do the Ukrainian election interference off, oh, that is a conspiracy theory by right wing. By the way, they ought to know conspiracy theories because they've been peddling their lies, misinformation, their propaganda, their conspiracy theories, and their hoax for well uh, on a on a higher level than ever before the last three years. They're experts at it. So Ray is interviewed by ABC. And he actually said, well, we have no information that indicates that Ukraine interfered with the 2016 election. Now, the way it's being argued by the mob and by the media. Oh, the the, the Republicans that didn't believe in Russian election interference, they're now saying that it probably was Ukraine. And that's why the president was right to say, uh, can you do us a favor? Because we spent three long years being told how horrible election interference by a foreign country is. No, no. Yeah, let's be very clear. Nobody doubts that the Russians, in their way, were involved in election interference. They're a hostile regime led by a hostile actor on the world stage by the name of Vladimir Putin. He's the guy that Obama promised more flexibility after he got reelected. And boy, I'd love to get the transcripts of those calls. But putting that aside... Nobody's saying that didn't happen. But with Hillary's server, how many countries hacked? Did North Korea hack into it? Did the Iranian mullahs hack into it? Did the Chinese hack into it? We don't know. Who else hacked into this thing? We don't know. Nobody has any idea. Our other outsiders, we don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer. We do know Russia interfered. Devin Nunes warned Biden and Obama that they would do it. So just because. there's no conservative that I know that is not recognizing that simple fundamental truth. Of course they did. We were warned they were going to do it. They didn't listen. They didn't stop it. They should have stopped it now, or at least tried to, or be able to come back and say, well, these are the steps we took to stop it. Something, anything would have been better than what they did, which is nothing. So you got key senators like John Kennedy, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, Suggesting that Ukraine might have been involved separate and apart. Pay close attention, you mob swamp creatures, separate and apart from Russia. We're acknowledging Russia interfered. But his comments that, oh, uh, I'm trying to understand here. We have no information that indicates this. So I, I, all right. If I know more than the FBI director, that's not good. Somebody needs to help the FBI director out. And I don't know who the right person to get to the FBI director is. I will quote, I will send him to perhaps a paper I'm just guessing he might like. The New York Times. Fake news, but they got it right this case. This is from December of 2018. Ukraine court rules Manafort disclosure caused meddling in U.S. election. That's from the New York Times in December of 2018. I'll read it for the director. The court in Ukraine has ruled that officials in the country violated the law by revealing during the 2016 presidential election in the U.S. details of suspected illegal payments to Paul Manafort. 2016, while Manafort was the chairman of the Trump campaign, anti-corruption prosecutors in Ukraine disclosed that a pro-Russia, Russian political party had earmarked payments for Manafort from an illegal slush fund. Manafort resigned from the campaign two weeks later. Uh, Later, two Ukrainian members of Parliament had pressed for investigations into whether the prosecutor's revelation of payment records, which were first published in the New York Times, had violated Ukrainian laws that in some cases prohibit prosecutors from revealing evidence before a trial. Both lawmakers asserted that if the release of the slush fund information broke the law, then it should be reviewed as an illegal effort to influence the United States presidential election in favor of Hillary. Now, then I would then guide... Not only that court decision, I would then guide the director of the FBI to January 11th, 2017 in Politico. That's where they discuss DNC operative contractor Alexander Chalupa meeting with the Ukrainians in the Ukrainian embassy in Washington. For the purpose, they say, in Politico, hardly a right-wing outlet, that for the purpose of getting dirt on Trump and Trump associates, to help Hillary Clinton and that it all backfired because they backed the wrong horse and whoa, Donald Trump won. Now they're in trouble. So I'm not, I'm not sure why director Ray is having a problem with this, but him not knowing this to me is like the equivalent of Bob Mueller, not knowing what fusion GPS is or not knowing that Jeannie Ray was once Clinton's attorney at the Clinton foundation. And by the way, and now we're going to get lectured by, oh, the wingman for Barack Obama, Eric Holder. He's lecturing Bill Barr about who's fit and not fit to be an attorney general. A guy so in the tank for Barack Obama that he called himself Obama's wingman. He's now complaining that the president's attorney general, Bill Barr, is not independent enough. You've got to be kidding me. Former Attorney General Eric Holder believes Barr is unfit to serve as the nation's top law enforcement officer, writing in the Washington Post an op-ed at recent controversial comments. You mean the truth? You mean the fact that uh, all of this is proven true now? Uh, That it all happened? Are you still being the wingman trying to protect Barack Obama still? I want to know how high up into the Obama administration... All of these shenanigans went. I'd like to know what Obama knew and when he knew it, what Biden knew and when he knew it, what Susan Rice knew when she knew it. Same with Loretta Lynch. Same with Samantha Powers. But anyway, Holder, you know, he he writes this piece pointed out in a recent headline, to bar, et cetera, et cetera. Suffice to say, Eric Holder, uh, he should never have been in charge of the Justice Department. And by the way, his role covering up Operation Fast and Furious, the IRS gate scandals. Yeah, we've got a lot on Eric Holder. Remember, we're a nation of cowards, he said. He refused to turn over documents relating to Fast and Furious. Yeah, that was their stupid program, their idiotic program to give guns to criminals and drug dealers and cartels and not even put a tracking device on them that ended up killing Brian Terry and a bunch of other people. Yeah, that was that was his genius investigation there. He, that, that was his, quote, unwillingness to cooperate, even though many people died as a result of that dumb program. You know, then you have the attorney general on race, uh, his comments that he made in J- July of 13 of 2014 Then the Nation of Cowards comments that he stands by. And he commented uh, and, and I really is a law enforcement person. Wasn't really sure if it's a good thing to say, well, some Americans mistrust the police. When they go low, we kick them. That's what he said. That's what the new Democratic Party is about, Eric Holder said. Exactly when did you think America was great, he said. Republicans are going to cheat in 2020, he's predicting. He makes it up. Now remember, he's the guy with the IRS scandal. He refused to appoint a special prosecutor. Why would he? Because we know they targeted conservative organizations, Tea Party organizations, you know, also a group of GOP lawmakers released articles of impeachment and misleading testimony. Remember that nation of cowards? He once said it, you know, he tried to have Khalid Sheikh Mohammed's trial in civil court in Manhattan, you know, tried to have it there. Remember that big concert? Remember the use of executive power by him? And it's beyond a nation of cowards. Turning over documents related to Fast and Furious, his remarks in an interview on the Tom Joyner show. You may remember this when he said he's the wingman or a clip of him in a video of of, uh, Attorney General Holder who's on ABC on issues of race. And he said, you know, there's a certain level of vehemence, it seems to me, that directed at me, directed at the president. You know, people talk about taking their country back. I can't look into people's hearts, look into their minds. But it seems to me that the president has been treated differently than others. Uh, What are you insinuating America being racist if you disagree with Obama's policies? I don't know what you're insinuating there. And then he goes on to say a certain racial component to this for some people. And yeah, there are racists in this country. That's sad to say, but that is not the vast, overwhelming majority. Thank God of Americans that are good people. You have these insane people that are racist, bigoted and hateful. Um, His idea that, you know, we when they go low, we kick them. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Exactly when did you think America was great? Republicans are going to cheat in 2020. He refused to appoint the special prosecutor. Remember that all happened? Remember the idea the House Republican Committee concluded that he gave deceptive and misleading testimony in May of 2013 when he told Congress he'd never been involved in a potential prosecution of members of the news media? And the report said it's difficult to square Holder's testimony with his approval of a search warrant application in 2010. Remember the James Rosen, Fox News journalist, a probable co-conspirator in the leak investigation. Or the AP revealing the Justice Department secretly obtained two months of telephone records of reporters and editors for the AP In what the news organization's cooperative top executive called a massive, unprecedented intrusion into how news organizations gather news. I mentioned the Fast and Furious scandal. I don't know why, you know, he wanted to move the KSM trial to Manhattan. And of course, we have the use of executive power. Well, it's pretty much unlimited power that Obama can do anything that he wants because he's his wingman and he's going to defend him regardless of whether the law allows or dictates. I don't think we need lectures from the likes of Eric Holder. Um, All right. Now, we have a lot happening today. This whole issue of we've been vindicated is now blown up in their face. The next steps in this are going to be spectacular and I was going to take time the impeachment issue in spite of all the television coverage ad nauseum is going nowhere the polls are declining rapidly precipitously all right as we roll along Sean Hannity show um this is getting for the deep state more devastating by the minute by the hour by the day and I know that the mob and the media I can tell you anecdotally uh, perhaps uh, one of the better barometers that you can have. Whenever, like, there's there's a sense among the radical extreme left that uh, there's blood on the water. For three years, impeachment. I mean, they said it so many times. I think one of the best montages we ever put together is how many times they said it in 2016, 17, 18, and 19. Impeach, impeach, impeach. But you got members of Congress now debating what is a vague, baseless, BS articles of impeachment. We've gone through all of this. Uh, abuse of power. Okay, how? Nobody can explain that obstruction. Why? Because uh, the president did what every other president before he himself, what they have done. And that is invoke executive privilege so they can have real conversations with real advisors to do a really hard job that you need to keep some things private about. And when you have a disagreement between varying branches of government, more particularly the executive and legislative branches, yes, you are allowed and, It is allowed to seek remedy in the judicial branch. That is what they do. So they're doing this. The race is on. Never moved any faster. And on the side of this, I watched the mob and the media, again, part of the bifurcation, compartmentalization madness of them and their rage against Trump that they just they kind of want to look the other way at all the bombshells that took place yesterday as it relates to Inspector General Horowitz's testimony. You know, like they all went out there. You had Anderson Cooper. You had Nicole Wallace. Everyone's exonerated from the smears of the president. This is on Monday. Uh, uh, The inspector general debunked the president's charges against him. No, because he said yesterday, I think activities we found here don't vindicate anyone who touched this FISA. And then he refused to rule out any political bias. Uh, I don't know their state of mind doesn't look good on the decision matters, but Barr and Durham have waited and they actually have real ability to get to the bottom of that. And clearly they are indicating that they've found the evidence. It's only a matter of time now before it comes out. I will right, we'll get to all this, and I'm going to break down the day when we get back. Next, straight ahead. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Um, so there is a bit of a controversy that's emerged. I'm not that worried about it myself. I, and, I might, and I know I've been arguing with some of my conservative friends, and I, I think I, I, I'm torn on both sides of it, which is not usually, I'm not usually indecisive on anything. There is a real part of me that believes that Adam Schiff the compromised, corrupt, congenital liar needs to be put under oath in any Senate trial. There's a part of me that believes that, okay, if we're looking for quids and pros and quos, then here come Joe's, uh, quid pro quo. And he should be put under oath. And Hunter Biden should be put under oath in a Senate trial. Um, Mitch McConnell has agreed to be on Hannity tonight. And I will ask him about it. Now, the other side of the argument is, is that their case is so pathetically weak that it won't take long. You'll have House, a House presentation, but they only have one fact witness, only one. And they'll put forward, it'll be a waste of time. And at that moment, I would expect Republicans to just roll the, you know, call the roll and get this out of the way. And I assume that's going to be happening after the new year at this point. Now, with that said, some of his people say, no, we got to we got to hold them. We got to we got to go through all of this in the back of my head. I just they're so corrupt. And I'm thinking strategically here. What's in the best interest of the country and the president and everybody involved in this? Because he did nothing wrong. We all know that. We all know that they're all hearsay witnesses, not admissible in a court, not admissible in the trial. I assume the chief judge of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, agrees with that. I assume that opinion witnesses are useless also to him. Maybe one or two experts beyond that. I can't see any more. And then you're going to have others that take the opposite view. We saw that screw up day. That was the only one real hearing that Nutty Nadler had with his shift show. So this is interesting because the Washington Times has just reported that it looks like Mitch McConnell wants to short circuit these plans as it relates to having Hunter, zero experience Hunter Biden, who made millions, whose dad fired the prosecutor investigating him, leveraging a billion U.S. tax dollars at the impeachment trial. And apparently in about 10 days, Hunter is going to be put under oath and grilled about the money he made with Burisma Holdings. By none, apparently, the woman in this court case down in Arkansas, who is apparently more motive to get to the bottom of these things than Republicans. So what's interesting here is Hunter Biden will have to answer these questions about his financial records. Now, some of you are going to say, Hannity, you you need to do this the right way. The biggest problem is you're not dealing with ethical people here. You're not dealing with honest people here. You're not dealing with rational people here. You're dealing with people that have been and continue to be obsessed with one thing and one thing only. And that is destroying your duly elected president. So while a part of me would like to do it all, there will be time a time and a place where all of it can get done. But extending out and and by the way, I don't care if you have a different point of view on this. It's uh, I I could easily be persuaded in the other direction because I'm I'm torn. But the second that you can end this, my vote is to end it. You give them more time; they're going to throw fifteen more articles of impeachment on the table before it's all said and done. That's how sick this has gotten. Um, is it are you are you caving to the mob in the sense? No, I just think you, you, you're looking out for the country, too, because of the damage this is doing for the country. And there's a lot of damage being done here. You know, we watched the inspector general yesterday before the hearings with in the Senate Judiciary Committee. And what I loved about it was everything he said. No, nobody's vindicated here. No, we found here. I think the activities we found here don't vindicate anybody who touched them. That's not what the mob and the media was saying on Monday on Fake News CNN and Area 51 Roswell Rachel Maddow's conspiracy channel. The FBI's review process of FISA applications was found to have all these basic, fundamental, serious errors. As we were telling you, they failed to meet the most basic obligations in this particular case. You know, and when when any of these questions came up, they were. It is mind numbing what we discovered from the inspector general. Now, I didn't like his take on the, you know, I don't know about politics. Uh, That's why Durham and Barr's comments are far more relevant because they're not working in the bubble that Horowitz had to work in. But as you watch all of this testimony and you read this report and I'm going back and reading it more closely every day, all under the corrupt watch of of Jim Comey, the liar that he is. They omitted exculpatory evidence. They doctored key material. They doctored it. They verified nothing and used it and and put it before FISA court judges under the word verified. It's unverifiable. And now that we know Christopher Steele didn't stand behind it and his subsource laughed at the idea that anyone would use it because it was basically bar talk. That's how sick it is. Then you got 50 some odd subsection underlying Issues involved in the seventeen significant failures, inaccuracies, and omissions, and 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 Horowitz was adamant about it all. But you have all of these Trump-hating deep state operatives now that have been exposed. Sadly, the reputation of the world's premier law enforcement agency is tarnished. We, I don't know where Director Ray is. He's missing in action. It's sad for the 99% of brave men and women that serve this premier law enforcement agency in the world. It's it's sad for our intelligence community, the 99% that, like the FBI special agents, risk their lives for us every day. Our country deserves better than this. The rank and file in these organizations deserve better than this. We need them to do very important work to protect and keep us safe every day. There's a lot of evil in this world. And, you know, you look at all the deceptions and all the lying. I mean, Monday, Comey's proclaiming, his, his, I've been vindicated. Uh, are you serious? Uh, excuse me. You signed four FISA warrants with information, based on information that was absolutely unverifiable in your zealous, you know, attempt to get it at Donald Trump. How do you justify signing a warrant that omits purposefully exculpatory evidence? How do you justify doctoring key material and still using it so you can keep this going? How do you justify and proudly proclaim your vindication when you got 17 significant failures, inaccuracies, and omissions? There's no vindication for him here. Now, not one single thing. You have a single source which is laughing at the idea that they ever used his bar talk as as real information. Then the leaks and the circular reporting scam that they were involved in with their with their conspiracy theory friends and the mob and the media with zero verification. The very same person that you exonerated and gave every consideration that no American would ever get. As it relates to, oh, let me bring in in my uh, my interrogation with the FBI. Let me bring in two people so they can help me out. Then you can exonerate me three days later when every single statute subsection of the Espionage Act was clearly violated. Just like the deleted emails. Oh, no, no, you're nothing wrong there. No, no real prosecutor would ever do anything with this baloney. Without all this fraudulent activity, no warrant would have ever been granted. No dirty dossier. Russian bought and paid for Clinton dossier. There is no FISA warrant. Take away one individual's constitutional rights, civil liberties. Who cares? It backdoors us one step, two step right into all world Trump campaign transition and presidency. Comey saying a year, any talk of FISA abuse, he said, it was just nonsense. No, it's not. He was up to his eyeballs in it, lying through his teeth. We know it's a lie. Based on Horowitz's report and his testimony, as Horowitz called it, "PISA abuse inexplicable. There is no answer except their political agenda. They know better. What have I been saying to you? It's really us, we, the people, the smelly Walmart shoppers that support the president, voted for the president, that are happy with the president, that they, they, they have contempt for as well, irredeemable deplorables that cling to God. And our Constitution and our Bibles and religion. Oh, that makes us horrible. Comey turned, you know, our country's most powerful tools of intelligence at the highest level against a political campaign and a candidate and then a president he hated using unverifiable dirt bought and paid for by the opposition party candidate lying repeatedly to FISA court judges. Good luck to any of you if you ever do that. And then no, oh, and I loved how we found out he wouldn't renew his security clearance, so he didn't have to talk about classified information and avoid a real interview with General Inspector General Horowitz. That's another lie, by the way, about his dirty dossier. This dirty dossier is central and essential, Horowitz says, to the FISA application against Carter Page. Where does Carter go to get his good name back? Because apparently, he worked for the CIA, a pretty risky job, going to countries like Russia so that he could bring back source material for our country to be safer. And he said he had no idea who paid for the dirty dossier. That was a lie, too. Because the IG report pointed out that prior to the first warrant, the FBI believed the dossier was created for someone who was seeking political opposition research against candidate Trump. They knew. They were warned by Bruce Orr, Kathleen Kavlak, and others. You know, this, this sanctimony... Because all of these people think they knew better than we, the people, and the illicit leaking that went on. You know, he'd already been referred along with McCabe and Strzok and Page for criminal prosecution. I don't know why that went nowhere. But I'll tell you, it's getting really scary now. Then you get this whole shift show, he's missing in action. You know what? The FBI and DOJ did not abuse the FISA process, he said, or omit material information or subvert this vital tool to spy on the Trump campaign. No, Horowitz found the exact opposite, Mr. Schiff. Horowitz said, we identified at least 17 significant errors of missions in the Carter Page FISA applications and many additional errors in the Woods procedures. And it gets more embarrassing for Schiff. He actually wrote, the DOJ made, quote, only narrow use of information from Steele's sources about Page's specific activities in 2016 and didn't rely on any salacious allegations. That too was another shift show lie. Harwood's report debunked that saying we concluded that Crossfire Hurricanes team, their team's receipt of the Steele election reporting on September 19, played a central and essential role. And by the way, without that dirty Clinton bought and paid for Russian dossier, they wouldn't have gotten the FISA warrant. And by the way, you can even take it further. You know, the, the decision of the FBI to support the request for surveillance targeting Page to get to Trump, one step, two step, it was all based on the dirty dossier. Schiff was on TV lying to us. Why do you think I call him a congenital liar? Why do I say that they're the media mob? The mob lies, Schiff lies. They've all been lying to you. Notice they got it all wrong when it came to Mueller. Notice we got it all right when it came to the FISA. And it's even deeper and more corrupt than we even knew. They were out there lying about the dossier the whole time. Ample evidence of Russia collusion. None. Kept saying, we got Trump. We No, you didn't have anything. It is, it is that sick and that ugly. You know, you got a guy like Schiff. Go back to his report. The FBI and DOJ did not abuse the FISA process, omit material information, or subvert this vital tool. Nope, we got the opposite from the Horowitz report. You know, only narrow use of it. Nope, it was the bulk of it. It was beyond the bulk. It was 99% of it. it was the Steele dossier, unverifiable as it is. 476 pages. The court approved surveillance shift said a page allowed the FBI to collect valuable intelligence. Nope, that was debunked by Horowitz too. The FBI was not able to gather any valuable intelligence, was not able to corroborate anything in the dirty debunked steel dossier, and they used it to get the warrant. It reads: quote, Crossfire Hurricane Team had not corroborated any of the substantive allegations. None. As I dig deeper and deeper into this thing, I just, it is mind-numbing how corrupt it is. All right, we're gonna get to a lot more of this coming up as this program unfolds today. Um, it's actually, these are really actually sick and dangerous times. It's sad to see what they've put our country through and how they still continue to lie. And now they take it to the, you know, impeachment shift show. Now we got another one. And by the way, even none of that is going well for any of them. You know, Democrats literally have become, you know, all this is, is a race to deny due process, race to impeachment It's ludicrous what they're doing. And by the way, it looks like many House Democrats are ready to defect on this thing. The facts have always been on the president's side. They never did anything and they all got the money. And Zelensky has said more often than not, we didn't. What are you talking about? We never felt any pressure. Every rule, respect for the rule of law, due process thrown out the window. Every one of them. You want to talk about abuse of power? Well, I think Professor Turley had it right. You know, you say it's obstruction when somebody seeks remedy in the court, which is totally, completely constitutional. That's what the courts are there for to resolve disputes between the executive and legislative branches in part. Why let why let fairness, fundamental due process, ever get in the way of a of a shift show or a nutty Nadler shift show? Yeah, Pelosi bragging, well, this, well, we've actually been, this impeachment thing's been going on two and a half years, we're not rushing evidence, no evidence of wrongdoing, Ukraine says there's no, no pressure, uh, the president gave them everything and they did nothing, it's not like the quid or the pro or the quo with Joe. There have been a, a
2: warrant, a FISA warrant granted without the inclusion of the steel dossier? Uh, I think, uh, and the only testimony we have on this, is that it was a a part of the complete whole of the application, and all the parts were important. Uh, The broader point, though, was that the only parts of the dossier that were included were those that pertained to Carter Page, and some of that was corroborated only the parts pertinent to Carter Page, uh, and there was corroboration of some of those very important elements. Well, you know, there's been, I think, an effort by some to discredit uh, the firm Fusion GPS or discredit uh, Mr. Steele and, and And as you say, uh, Mr. Steele uh, has a very good reputation with the letter that uh, Senators Grassley and Graham wrote uh, urging an investigation of Christopher Steele. uh, I think that's a terrible thing to do. A tremendous disservice, I think, to Christopher Steele, who really did a patriotic duty in alerting the FBI that a presidential campaign may be compromised by the Russians.
3: It was all lies. Everything you just heard. Out of the mouth of of that compromised, corrupt, congenital liar Schiff was lies. That is him. His as we compared on TV the other night, his what where he stood versus where Devin Nunes' report stood. Nunes was right. The IG report corroborated everything he said. Everything Schiff said was a lie. He's a compromised, corrupt, congenital liar. I just went through the last hour pointing out his lies, pointing out Comey's lies. They all lie. It's unbelievable. Anyway, as we now get more and more nuggets to all of this, Greg Jarrett, Fox News legal analyst. He's written now two New York Times bestsellers about how corrupt all of this has been. He's been proven right and vindicated on every level. I don't think there's one thing you would ever take back from your books. I'll get to that in a second. Kimberly Strassel, another one that has dug deep and wide and been right on all of this. Wall Street Journal columnist. By the way, she has the is the author of a new book, Resistance at All Costs, How Trump Haters Are Breaking America. Well, they're certainly not helping the country, are they? Anyway, is there anything either one of you reported that maybe you got wrong now that we know that yeah, it was Hillary's bought and paid for, a dirty Russian, unverifiable dossier at the heart of all of this, Greg?
0: Well, if anything, I underestimated the level of malevolence and and bias on the part of, uh, you know, the FBI. In, in Chapter 3, Lying and Spying, it's called. I identified about a dozen lies uh, by the FBI to the FISA court judges. It turns out there are actually... 51 omissions, inaccuracies, deceptions identified in appendix number one, beginning on page four. So, in other words,
3: it's sort of like a subsection of the 17 major findings.
0: Yes, it is. Well, remember, the 17 are described as significant. Well, go to the appendix. All 51 of the false representations are, in my judgment, Incredibly significant. Uh, you know, the, the worst part of it is that uh, the FBI learned in January of two, 2017, after the first FISA warrant was issued, that uh, they, they discovered who. Uh, Christopher Steele's subsource was. They went to that subsource and he said, Are you kidding me? A lot of this was said in jest over beers. This wasn't supposed to be for a report because it's multiple hearsay. It's hearsay built on hearsay. You know, we were just shooting the bull. And so, at that point in time, the FBI should have done two things: run to the FISA court, withdrawn, and apologize their warrant on Carter Page. And the
3: second, by the thing way, the this, this statute mandates that if they discover at any point that what they put in a FISA application is not true, that they're obligated under yes. the law to correct the record immediately.
0: The other thing that Comey should have done is he had just gone to the White House and, you know, told the president about the so-called P tape and the dossier. He should have told the president, we've just found out that this dossier is garbage, Uh, but he didn't do that. Instead, he continued to lie to the president and pursue the investigation against him. And as I point out in my book... Comey has now admitted privately to Congress, but I've read a transcript of it that even when the special counsel was appointed in May of uh, 2017, they still had no credible evidence.
3: Every time Kimberly, I dig deeper, the angrier I get, the more outraged I am, and the more that I see the depth of of outright, pure lying, corruption, abuse of power. And the more that I I feel that if we don't get this straightened out as a country, this is just going to happen again and again. We won't have a country. You don't have a rule of law if you have people that we entrust at this high level in the premier law enforcement agency in the world and the premier intelligence community in the world. And this is how, how they act. And this is what they do, because apparently they think they are smarter than we smelly Walmart shopping Trump supporters
5: well don't forget either and greg just pointed out a really important point in the timeline that's also being somewhat overlooked and swept under the carpet here is if you go to may 2017 comey's fired and uh, and at that time, remember, Andy McCabe steps up and he elevates this into an investigation directly into the president. And that is all the more remarkable given what Greg just noted that the FBI at that time had no additional evidence. In fact they had made no progress whatsoever in verifying anything in this dossier. So on what basis do you take such a dramatic step? And the answer is is that they had no basis, but they also just assumed nobody was going to find out about it and that they didn't have to follow any of the rules this is a real problem with this it's about rule breaking um or or law breaking listen i I, I think yeah i was gonna
3: say it's isn't it really about abuse of power is it about corruption isn't it about when you when you think of what they put the country through kimberly i mean it's breathtaking and if you think about the danger at any point here, because this is now three long years culminating in this insanity, Ukrainian impeachment coup attempt.
5: It's, it's crazy. And also, I mean, look, you asked about it's dangerous would do yeah. differently. Like in my book, I pointed out like how crazy it was for the FBI to take the allegations that were in this dossier at face value. And now what we find out from this report is just how terrible Christopher Steele was at his job uh, when they finally went and interviewed people who'd worked with him. They said that he had problems with judgment, that he was known to make rash decisions, that he liked to. This is my favorite line, John, that he liked to chase after shiny objects. Um, and they did no verification on any of these claims before they presented them to a FISA court. Kimberly,
3: I say it commission. differently. It's unverifiable. Never was verifiable.
5: Well, now we know. Yeah, I mean, that, but this is also one of the important things that came out of this report is that nothing was verified other than publicly available times, locations and the titles of people.
3: Greg, when you listen to the comments of Attorney General Barr and you listen to the comments of Prosecutor John Durham and you, 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 you I'm, I'm, look, I don't believe either one of them would be saying what they are now saying if they didn't already have a lot of evidence. Now, let me backtrack. In the course of unpeeling every layer of this onion, and you both were part of this ensemble cast of a few of us, there weren't many, that actually got this right. And that was premeditated fraud on a FISA court uh, against the guy, by the way, that was serving his country, putting himself in harm's way in countries like Russia, as hostile as they are, And bringing that information to the CIA only to have his his work, his documented work that was approved uh, somehow diminished because they altered the document that confirmed it. So they they could justify the spying on him and the one step, two step into all things Trump world campaign transition and then deep into his presidency, Greg. But when you listen to Durham and Barr, where is it going?
0: It's. Going where it currently is, a criminal investigation, I think inexorably will result in at least one, but there should be more, uh, criminal charges. Yes, the top lawyer doctored evidence. He should be prosecuted for that. Um, But, you know, I also think two things can happen. Barr can prosecute uh, people at the FBI who lied to the FISA court. The FISA court itself could... Uh, hold a show cause for contempt hearing and drag the people who signed uh, this FISA document, Comey, McCabe, Sally Yates, Rod Rosenstein all in and hold a hearing. And if they don't get uh, good answers, they can hold them in criminal contempt. Bring your toothbrush. You're going behind bars. So there's a couple of courses that can occur here, but you know, truly the FBI lawyer who who doctored a, an email to say that, uh, you know, Carter Page uh, was not a source for the CIA when, in fact, he was a source. It is certainly, in my judgment, a slam dunk crime.
3: Kimberly, where do you see it going? Because I, I just don't believe somebody of of the attorney general's stature would be saying any of this if, in fact, You didn't have information that we don't currently have. I think I have a good idea Uh, when they talk about going abroad. I assume it has to do with outsourcing of illegal spying uh, to friendly intelligence agencies for the purpose of circumventing American law. That will then also bring in other collaborators as it relates to the the uh, uh, Operation Crossfire Hurricane and uh, I don't believe any of which could have happened had they not organized this this coup attempt against the president, if you will.
5: Well let's look at what information we have and what we don't what we now have because of the IG report is a, a pretty comprehensive details of what happened after the after the FBI opened its investigation of course the great mystery is what was going on before that time who was talking to whom who knew what um, and and that's what I think Durham and Barr are referring to and and here's a really fascinating thing that comes out of this IG report it's been somewhat overlooked but I think it's incredibly important, which is this, that if you talk to all the relevant players, and that includes the FBI, uh, they say, well, you know, we didn't have a Trump-Russia collusion narrative on our minds until we got this tip at the end of July. And if you go back and you look at Glenn Simpson's testimony in front of the Senate, he claims that, you know, when he first hired Christopher Steele, he just wanted him to look into business relationships that Trump had in Russia. And then in the course of this, he came up with this political conspiracy Well, if you read the Horowitz report, it's not what Christopher Steele says. He says that all the way back in May when Simpson first came to meet him.
3: I read your tweets online about this. This is very important. Explain this.
5: Yeah, very important. He said that all the way in May, Simpson came to him and asked whether he'd help determine, quote, whether there were any ties between the Russian government and Trump and his campaign and, quote, whether Russia was trying to achieve a particular election outcome. Now, now this is in May, months before the FBI claims to have been thinking about this. And, well, by they're the way, sa- but, and this is before important. Before Mr. But Steele even reported it to him.
3: You're saying that this was discussed with Simpson in May. OK, we're told that it was actually a, a comment by a 28 year old. Frankly, uh, no offense to Mr. Papadopoulos, he suffered unnecessarily, and his wife and their lovely people, and and I hope they have recourse, but. A comment made in a bar, but they also purposely withheld the exculpatory statements. No, nobody in the Trump campaign that I know would ever do any of this. They took that out as well. Stay right there. Kimberly uh, Strassel, Wall Street Journal, uh, Greg Jarrett. Both their books are up on Hannity dot com, Amazon dot com, bookstores everywhere. All right, as we continue uh, with Greg Jarrett, Fox News, legal analyst, New York Times bestseller, his latest book on all of this, Witch Hunt. Nothing he said in these books were wrong. He's way ahead of the curve. Kim Strassel, same thing. Wall Street Journal, her book, Resistance at All Costs, How Trump Haters are Breaking America. We have them up on uh, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere, Amazon.com. So the next steps, I guess this is going to go in the house. Now I have Mitch McConnell on Hannity tonight, and I'll ask you quickly. We don't have a lot of time. Now, I I could be I could be persuaded in either direction. There's a part of me that says the left is so nuts that the minute the Republicans get the chance in the Senate to quit, do it and worry about the investigations of Hunter, Joe and Schiff in other forms. But then again, you miss the big opportunity to really bring it out. But I think they're so nuts. They'd bring 15 other items to impeach him on. In the meantime, real quick, Greg, 20 seconds each.
0: Well, Al Green is 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 on record. A Democrat in Congress is saying, um, we, "If we don't win on this impeachment, we'll impeach him again for something else. We'll come up with something <laughs>
3: that that pretty yeah, much." Yeah. By the way, another the Democrat said it as well. This woman to TMZ, uh, Harvey Levin, Karen Bass said the same thing. Yeah. So, what do you think? So, the better he, way to handle it.
0: Well, I, I would say a short trial, uh, call just a few witnesses, call Adam Schiff, call the fake whistleblower who has uh, no uh, immunity or anonymity. Uh, right. I would leave Biden and Hunter to a different Senate committee. Got it.
3: Kimberly?
5: Yeah, I'm in favor of doing this quickly and providing it no, uh, no measure of credibility in the Senate uh, to expose how rigged it was. And in investigate of outside
3: process. of this. All right. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you both. Your calls coming up next.
5: The process has been the speed at which the House Democrats speed. are moving. If this is, but seriously, though, seriously.
6: <laughs> it's been going on for 22 months, okay? <laughs> but, but a two and a half years, actually. There
5: has been some criticism, though, I will say, about whether or not you should move forward before the end of the year or wait for the courts. Why do you think now is the time to move?
6: Well, I think we're not moving with speed. Hmm. This, uh, was it two and a half years ago that they initiated uh, the Mueller uh, investigation. It is not about speed, it's about urgency. One of the charges against the President of the United States is that he was violating his oath of office by asking a foreign government to intervene in our election undermining the integrity of our elections. If we did not hold him accountable, he would continue to undermine our election. So you yourself accused him of bribery. Why did you decide not to make bribery one of the articles of impeachment? I myself am not a lawyer. Sometimes I act like one. Not as often as I act as a doctor, I practice medicine on the side without benefit of diploma too. Uh, This is a decision that was recommended by our working together with our committee chairs, our attorneys, and the rest. So the articles are what they are. They're very powerful, they're very strong, and they are a continuation of a pattern of misbehavior on the part of the president. People are realizing when they see what that was, they think, the public thinks, that they should be determining who the president of the United States is, not some
3: foreign power they think that no one is above the law all right there is the 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 weakness the pathetic nature of what is the modern extreme radical democratic party that that, that's who they are this defines them this is what the election will be about in 327 days i i i was i'm just watching all of this um i see that we've got Democrats now really on the edge, wanting to defect. How big that number is going to be is going to be very interesting to watch. Um, the facts are on the president of the United States' side. There's nothing wrong with the phone call. Zero. They never discussed aid. Oh, what do you mean they never? Now you go through it. It's very, very clear. Because they make up all this stuff. They have one fact witness, a million opinion witnesses, a million hearsay witnesses. But the facts don't change, as Jim Jordan says over and over and over and over and over again. You know, they're, they're, they say they, um, you know, we go to the call. You got the meeting. You have to have the meeting to get the money to meet with the president. No, we have the invitations. There was never a quitter or a pro or a quo in any way. You know, there was uh, there's yet to be any announcement that Ukraine was going to do anything as it relates to looking into corruption, election interference, the Bidens and Burisma. They had the call on the 25th. There were five separate meetings at a high level, including as high as the vice president of the United States. Just like in the phone call, aid was never discussed. And it wasn't discussed one time, not once in five call, five meetings after the call. What did what did they do to get the money? When did they make the announcement? They never made the announcement. You know, Democrats, you know, they keep saying this one sentence I'd like you to do us a favor. Okay, what's the plain language? Because I thought they cared about election interference. Our country has been through a lot, the president said. Heck, yeah, our country's been through a lot because Democrats supposedly cared about foreign election interference. Oh well, Hannity, you're now spreading a conspiracy theory. You don't believe that Russia interfered in our elections. No, uh, just the opposite. We've been saying Russia is a hostile regime. Putin, a hostile actor on the world stage. If anything, I can't understand why Biden and Obama didn't take the admonition of then House Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunes in 2014 because Devin Nunes told everybody that this was going to happen. Told everybody. So the president saying, hey, you know, okay, if you whatever involvement you might have had here, now we this is all made up, Hannity. Well, no, because a Ukrainian court, they admitted they interfered in our elections. You have the whole political article. And by the way, the main voter now works for the New York Times. Oh, what are you gonna say to him? Our country's been through a lot. This is the day after Mueller sat in front of the committee and came off as just an ignorant, out-of-touch, you know, pathetic figure. He didn't even know what Fusion GPS is. Had no idea Jeannie Ray had worked for the Clintons. None whatsoever. So that's what the president's reference point is. And remember the president, nobody pays attention to this ever. I don't know. You you seem to be hanging out with a lot of bad people like your predecessor. I I wouldn't be hanging out with those people. So, yeah, the country had been through a lot. Yeah, the president was ticked off because it's two and a half years of lies, conspiracy theories, a hoax, just like we got in this particular case. Any rules that require any fairness, any fundamental due process, any rightful consideration, any calling of witnesses Heck, yeah, in the in the audition. Behind closed door hearings, you had Adam Schiff telling witnesses not to answer Republican questions or how to answer Republican questions.
4: I'm supposed to vote on this today, and we have not had one single fat witness here in this committee at all. And then I hear from my Republican colleagues that were on the Intelligence Committee that Republicans were refused to have any of their witnesses in that committee. And then on top of that, Republicans were told, uh, interrupted, silenced by Chairman Schiff when they tried to ask witnesses questions. They said, they said to the witness, don't answer that.
3: You know, it's been predetermined from the get-go. That's just, that, that is the bottom line. And if you want to talk about abuse of power, that would be the Democrats, the do nothing, lazy, hate Trump, psychotic Democrats, because that's where the abuse of power is. Jonathan Turley, what I'm saying is a legitimate impeachment to set an abbreviated schedule, demand documents, then impeach because they haven't turned over the documents because they're seeking remedy in a court and courts the judicial branch design. designed to resolve conflicts when they arise between the executive branch and the legislative branch. So they go to court and you say, well, that's obstruction. Jonathan Turley says, no, that's your abuse of power. They have broken every single precedent that has ever been established in these proceedings as they race and rush to impeachment. Uh, And of course, the Ukrainian president, yet again, not this past weekend, the weekend before, said, what are you people doing? This never happened. Again, how many times do they have to say it? It is a travesty what they're doing. They are hurting the country. You know now they're on a cl- uh, now they're on the clock. Now it doesn't matter what the facts are to be determined. They don't care. They don't, one witness out of all their witnesses, one that was a fact witness, only one. You know what is important for anyone is that we just get this done so we can get back to the election. Oh, okay. Al Green said it really well. There's no limit on the number of times Democrats can impeach Trump. Remember, the first thing that he said was, well, we better impeach him because we're not going to beat him. And now he's talking about, well, we can impeach, impeach him again. There's no limit to the number of times. And then he goes on to say, I believe that we can do do it more than once if it becomes necessary. And if the Senate does not convict, doesn't mean that the House is now hamstrung and cannot move forward again with impeachment. Oh, so they're going to take the country down an endless road of never-ending impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. You know, remember, it all started out as quid and pro and quo, but that didn't work out well. So they focus group and they said, no, bribery is harder hitting. Well, they didn't have any evidence of any bribery or a quid or pro or quo like Joe. And then, we, and then it evolves into bribery. Well, that didn't work out either. And then blackmail and extortion, that didn't work out either. And by the way, all the while, it's funny to watch, The Dow Jones setting another record as they speak. Nobody's taking them seriously. This has been going on. Pelosi even said that, you know, at the Politico's Woman Rules Summit, admitting the impeachment process has been going on for two and a half years. She was asked about criticisms of the speed. She says speed. It's been going on 22 months, two and a half years, actually. I think we're not moving with speed. With it, you know, was it two and a half years ago they initiated the Mueller investigation? It's not about speed. It's about urgency. We're just not going to go down the road of going through an FBI investigation and the inconvenience of a House Intel investigation and a bipartisan Senate investigation and then make our way to the Mueller report only to be let down there, too. So we'll just we'll just say we'll impeach him on this and we'll we'll only nobody gets to talk to the other side. This is an insane policy. And, you know, Matt Gates, who's on Hannity tonight, rightly called out their politician protection program because to accept this standard means someone announces they're running for office. It's like instant immunity deal for anything that they would ever do. And, you know, biggest case in point is quid and pro and quo Joe and zero experience Hunter Biden. Because I think it's applicable there more than anything else. And Gates saying it's ludicrous. All right, let's get to our phones here. Jimmy, South Carolina. Jimmy, how are you? Glad you called, sir. You're doing all right, Sean. What's on your mind uh, today? Well, you know,
1: I'm thinking after the whole impeachment thing is all said and done, I'm thinking President Trump should probably thank Adam Schiff. You you, you remember back before the Mueller probe started, Adam Schiff was the one that was saying he had had seen and been made privy to evidence that was better than circumstantial of impeachable wrongdoing. And all these investigations later, he has been able to keep that evidence to himself and not let it out into the public. He has done more to protect the presidency of Donald Trump than anybody else.
3: Uh, Listen, all of them. He's run
1: for like two weeks before the election in his home district so that the voters can thank
3: him properly. They've done one thing for 3 years. They've not accepted the results of the American people so they have tried to undermine Donald Trump and in spite of a 24/7 365 effort every second minute hour of every 24 hour day this they end up serving nobody but themselves and looking dumber by the minute. This is almost manna from heaven. And then, by the way, the candidates that they put forth to run against them, disaster. And the country is not going down the radical extreme $94 trillion new green deal debacle, Medicare for all debacle with no health uh, care choices whatsoever. Thank you, Jimmy. Jason is in Oklahoma. Hey, Jason, how are you?
1: I'm good, Sean. How are you? Thank you for taking my call, and I appreciate all you do. Um, uh, thank you for, for letting me do it. Oh, I appreciate it. Learn so much just from listening to you and following you on Twitter and everything else. Um, I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor, and part of my job is to do assessments, and when I do assessments, it's my job to see whether or not the person is either telling me the truth or lying or exaggerating. Well when it comes to these FISA court judges, we know they don't live in a bubble. They don't live on a desert island. These individuals are watching the news, they're reading the newspaper. So they're being kept up on what is going around in DC as well as the rest of the country. So in my mind, they should have discernment, just as we're supposed to have discernment in my profession, they should have discernment as well. Yet they are presented with these to me, can only be considered garbage to go ahead and sign off and spy on a presidential candidate, Trump, and then President Trump. I think these guys are corrupt because, to my knowledge again, I don't know that this has ever been done in the United States. This is something that is brand new that they are saying it's okay to go ahead and wiretap the president or some of his uh, associates. That's, that's brand new. And yet they just went ahead willy nilly, not once, not twice, not three times, but four times. I mean, at some point, I think these guys are complicit in this.
3: Oh, they're definitely complicit. You got to understand here that it is, well, I don't know about the judges. I think I'm guessing, um, because I just happen to have met a few judges in my day, not for anything criminal, obviously, but, I, I, I've been in courtrooms enough to and I've watched enough court TV to tell you this, meaning real court TV um, over the years when it used to air. I, most judges, they take command of their courtroom, uh, you know, and they're not taking crap from anybody. And you've lied to a judge. You're done. Judges. It's yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, your honor. No, your honor. Yes, sir. No, sir. That's how it works. If you're in a court of law now, it happens to also be. Illegal if you lie to a judge. And lack of candor, illegal, well, that did play a big part in Michael Cohn's life and played a part in Roger Stone's life and Paul Manafort's life. But again, the two tier justice system, not Hillary Clinton, who lies repeatedly. We'll see how that ends up. All right. Eight hundred nine, four one. Shawnee want to be a part of the program. We'll check in with uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn of uh, Tennessee. Uh, We'll have more on this news breaking, developing as we speak. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue on the other side. More of your calls and Marsha Blackburn straight ahead. Stay right here for our final news roundup and
2: information overload. There is such a range of conduct here that is inexplicable, and the answers we got were not satisfactory, that we're left trying to understand how could all these errors have occurred over a nine-month period or so among three teams hand-picked, one of the highest profile, if not the highest profile case in the FBI, going to the very top of the organization involving a presidential campaign. Christopher Steele. Is it fair to say that he had a political bias against Donald Trump? Um, he, given who he was paid for, there was a bias that needed to be disclosed to the court. Does it seem that he all personally had a bias, not just because he's on the payroll of the Democratic Party, but he? Well, we found in the course of this and heard from Mr. Orr about his comment to him that he was desperate to prevent uh, Mr. Trump's election.
3: Again, this is the the guy that provides the dossier that gives the warrant over the top against. Carter Page. He's paid for by the Democratic Party, and he personally believes it's bad for Donald Trump to win. He's marketing the dossier, which is a bunch of garbage, to anybody and everybody. To me, that's important. Is that important to you? Uh, uh,
2: any evidence of bias is supposed to be disclosed to the court and okay. to the department lawyers. Okay.
4: You know, Mr. Chair, it really uh, quite disturbed me when you again rejected Uh, the, the rule of the House that said that we as the minority were, it says in the rules that you require, require that you set a date for a minority hearing. And the reason that this is important is because the rules have been thrown out the window here on this process. In fact, I just can't believe it. I mean, first of all, you have an unprecedented uh, way of doing impeachment. You don't go through the Judiciary Committee like has been done in previous uh, impeachments. Instead, Speaker Pelosi hands it over to Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff, the Intelligence Committee chair, where he has these closed-door hearings in the basement, I was denied several times, (laughs) several times the right to go in and hear Hear what these fact witnesses said. Yet I'm supposed to vote on this today, and we have not had one single fact witness here in this committee at all. And then I hear from my Republican colleagues that were on the Intelligence Committee that Republicans were refused to have any of their witnesses in that committee. And then on top of that, Republicans. We're told, uh, interrupted, silenced by Chairman Schiff when they tried to ask witnesses questions. They said "They said to the witness, don't answer that.
3: All right, News Roundup, information overload, 800-941. Sean, you want to be a part of the program, a devastating knockdown by Debbie Lesko uh, calling out the madness and the insanity and the lack of due process and the lack of any real witnesses And the lack of any opportunity to actually do a real impeachment uh, investigation, uh, rightly so, in the House Judiciary Committee. They just want to race it through so they can go home for the holidays. Uh, That, of course, after we heard from Michael Horowitz that this range of conduct is inexplicable. Couldn't be any more clear. Or Christopher Steele's bias needed to be disclosed, just like Hillary uh, paying for it, needed to be disclosed. Just like it says at the top of a FISA application, verified, we know it's unverifiable that the entire, the entire FISA application hinged on the dirty Russian bought and paid for Hillary dossier that's unverifiable. And they did it not once, they did it four times. And they did it to keep getting at Donald Trump. It is the single biggest abuse of power and corruption in our lifetime. And I thought the yesterday, the inspector general, if there's any ambiguity there in the minds of anybody, especially on the big question of whether the report offers vindication as they were claiming Monday. uh, No, nobody uh, in this process. uh, I, I think the activities we found don't vindicate anybody who touched this FISA. Anybody. Uh, Joining us now is the great senator from the great state of Tennessee, Senator Marsha Blackburn. She tweeted out the FBI knew Christopher Steele was an untrustworthy foreign actor and political hack paid by the Clintons. Yet continue to rely on Steele for the intelligence on Trump's campaign. The worst part of that, though, uh, Senator, is that they they were all warned ahead of time, numerous warnings. And then it gets even worse than that. Steele, in an interrogatory in Great Britain, says, "Uh, I have no idea if any of it's true. That means it's unverifiable. Yet they swore four times. James Comey signed three of the four. Rod Rosenstein, the last one, uh, that it was verified and true to the best of their ability. That would be premeditated fraud on a court. The next part of this is, yeah, the one subsource that Steele used knew nothing and actually laughed at the idea it was bar talk, to use the exact phrase, in terms of the information he was even providing Steele. But yet the whole thing relied on this. So now I, I understand the confines that the inspector general of the world that he lives in. But the reality is that Prosecutor Durham and the Attorney General Barr, they don't have those, the, 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 those handcuffs, if you will. They're not confined in a bubble that just revolves around the DOJ and FBI. And clearly, based on their own words, their investigation has gone far and wide, and they're finding things that Horowitz doesn't even know about yet.
7: Well, you're exactly right, Sean. And you touched on something so important that I think people really need to lock into. When you have these kind of mistakes in a FISA warrant application, this is unprecedented. You see mistakes from time to time, but most of those applications, they have been fact checked by people up the food chain. They start with lower-level attorneys, and it moves up, and it's supposed to be fact-checked, every single step of the way. That's the wood procedures that are there in the the report. Now, what they did when it came to Christopher Steele, Christopher Steele had been on the FBI payroll from 2013 to 2016. And this was an important part of the questioning I did yesterday. In June of 2016, somebody introduced Christopher Steele Still to Fusion GPS. Then he started working for Fusion GPS, and he started to shop the dossier like you were laying out. Then in November, the FBI goes, hey, wait a minute. This guy is not trustworthy anymore. Let's take him off the payroll. But then 13 more times, Bruce Orr was spoon-feeding info to the FBI from Christopher Steele. They were still taking his info after November 2016, and it was being spoon-fed by Bruce Orr. So, you have to wonder, where, how did all of this connection, uh, what's the genesis of it? And then, why did somebody in the FBI continue to allow this information to come from Christopher Steele when they had already said, we're not going to use this guy anymore. He is untrustworthy. They knew that with the dossier, he had said, and his subsource had said, this is bar talk. You know, we can't verify any of this. I mean, it is unbelievable what they did what they got away with, and that they produced that very first FISA warrant with 10 sins of omission and commission wrapped into that thing and that James Comey put his signature on it.
3: So the question now is, now that that Horowitz in this hearing yesterday was very clear that nobody's vindicated here and, you know, on the decisions regarding the FISA matters, I don't know the state of mind. He just knows that it was corrupt and He identified factual and fundamental and basic and serious errors. As you point out, the Woods uh, procedures, the review procedures, the FBI factual accuracy review procedures designed to ensure FISA applications contain a full and accurate presentation of the facts. One thing, Senator, I have not figured out. Why are we not hearing from the FISA judges themselves? Because this was premeditated fraud on a court. And uh, I wouldn't lie to Judge Judy, never mind uh, a federal judge.
7: Well, you're right. It was premeditated. It was intentional. It was vicious. It was malicious. It was all of those things. I said this should have been called Operation Take Down Trump rather than Operation Hurricane, Crossfire Hurricane, because it was designed specifically and the misleading, the lies, the sense of omission were done specifically to stop Donald Trump. And I will tell you this, I am looking forward to the Durham report. I'm looking forward to what he recommends with criminal referrals. I am uh, looking forward to continuing hearings on this. It is inconceivable that in the United States, a FISA warrant was secured to go spy on a U.S. citizen who the FBI knew that person was an asset of the CIA.
3: Can you imagine, you know, look at how Comey brags about the way he treated a 33-year war hero, combat veteran even, uh, General Michael Flynn. Uh, Of course, I took advantage of the chaos, something I'd never do or even attempt in the Bush or Obama years. And then, of course, this was after his deputy director at the FBI, McCabe said to Flynn, you don't need a lawyer. Well, that would be denying him his constitutional rights, his Miranda rights, and that would be a total and complete setup uh, of a veteran that I would argue certainly deserves better treatment than that. I can only imagine what's going to happen when Sidney Powell gets back in in front of a judge and on behalf of of General Flynn. Um, Where do you see this going as you hear the comments of Durham and Barr? Where do you see this now going?
7: Well, the first thing I think that based on the Horowitz report, you'll see us continue to do our investigation at Judiciary Committee, and Chairman Graham is doing a good job of that. Uh, General Durham is looking for what is classified as a criminal action. What you have in Horowitz is the definition of what were the wrongs, and then the degree of that wrong, if it falls to a criminal action, that is left with General Durham and his team to make that distinction and then to present that report to us and to the Department of Justice. And we will get that at some point as we move uh, on toward the spring. I think January is probably going to be tied up with uh, whatever it is that the House ends up sending us, if they are able to get their votes together for impeachment.
3: All right, quick break. We'll come back more with Tennessee Senator Marsha Black. Blackburn on the other side. Great Hannity tonight and your calls coming up next. Right as we continue, Marsha Blackburn is with us. The great senator from the great state of Tennessee. Believe me, I want this more than anything, because there really was a quid and a pro and a quo with Joe and Hunter. Zero experience, Hunter being paid millions. But I am of the mind. There's nothing I would like more than to put these guys on trial. There is such a madness, an illness, a sickness, a psychosis here. that once they present their case, whatever House managers go over to the Senate and presided over by the chief justice, uh, John Roberts. And I assume they're going to use the federal rules of evidence, which means no hearsay and no opinion witnesses. Correct. That's not going to matter unless you say they're That's right. expert. they will be limited in scope for sure. And I think very quickly this case falls apart. And I happen to be of the mind the minute Republicans are ready to acquit, get it out of there. And some people say, "Hanny, what about Hunter? I'm like, I agree. Hunter needs to be investigated. And the same with quid and pro and quo Joe. And we also need to get Schiff under oath. But I don't think that is the forum for this reason. Because they're going to throw 14 other items in while they got some spare time. Because they don't do anything for the country. Is there logic to my thinking or is it flawed? There,
7: there is logic to your thinking. And I think there are other ways that we can uh, get to what happened with Joe Biden. and No, Hunter we have Biden. to. That has to happen. And, you know, and then you go back and look at the uh, grand architects of what I call the biggest mom and pop quid pro quo shop. Ever in history, and that's Bill and Hillary Clinton. And look at what they did with the Clinton Foundation and with the money that went to that foundation from Russia and uranium one. And uh, the CFIUS review that was conducted on that, you know, there is a lot of misdeed that has been there. You are so right about that. And when you look at what happened with the FBI, when you look at what happened when Hillary Clinton was secretary of state, when Joe Biden was vice president, and that all is something that needs to come up. I will tell you this, Sean. Um, the American people and especially American women, millions of moms out there, they want things to be fair. They want the system to work. They want protections for their families. They are sick of this bickering up in Congress. If there is corruption, they say clean it up, but get on with business and stop trying to exercise the politics of personal destruction. They want to see us do our job and people that have done wrong be held accountable.
3: All right. Senator, we appreciate you doing the great job you're doing for the people of Tennessee. Uh, I think it'll be over quickly. Thank you, Senator. Marsha Blackburn, 800 941 if you want to be a part of the program, we'll continue.
2: I think it is very obvious, by the one, the length of the chairman's answer to my question, that this has struck a nerve seeing how the chairman himself says it in his own words from previous times, the chairman, it is not the chairman's right to decide whether prior hearings are sufficient or the chairman's right to decide whether he thinks they're acceptable or the chairman's right to violate the rules in order to interfere. It is interesting to me that this time has become the issue. I've made
0: my ruling in the point of order does the gentleman wish to appeal the ruling of
2: the chair? I would like for the sake of history, does, the chairman take one more does minute. The,
0: does the gentleman to do wish to appeal the ruling of the chair? Yes or no? Yes. The, obviously, the we're on the,
2: the clock and calendar appeal, of impeachment the, again the because appeal, the
0: chairman is doing this again. The appeal again. of the ruling of the chair is not sustained. Um, I'd move to table. Though. Did you actually call for a
2: vote? How is it not sustained? You didn't call for a vote. I sustained the point of order. I sustained
3: the point of order. I call for a bill ruling of the chair. Now I, I call for a vote. I, 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 I sustained the point. I
0: ruled that the point of order is not well taken. Well,
2: that's painfully obvious. Motion to table for appeal. I've appealed the ruling of the chair. And I move, I move to table. The
0: gentleman has appealed the ruling of the chair. The gentlelady has moved <clears> to <throat> table the appeal of the ruling of the chair. The mo- motion to table is not debatable. All in favor of the motion to table, say aye. 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 Opposed, no. Nope. Oh. The appeal of the the motion, the appeal of the ruling of the chair is tabled.
3: That is how corrupt the whole process has been. And it's it is beyond a circus clown show. The The problem is the severity behind it all. That's the big part of that. You know, there's there's, you know, Nutty Nadler with his shift show, you know, refusing to give Doug Collins a minority hearing. And uh, why would they ever do that, considering there hasn't been due process from the get go? Hearsay witnesses, opinion witnesses, Professor Ivory Tower witnesses. And OK, we're done. Let's vote. Impeach them, And then nobody disagrees. <laughs> That's what they said. Uh, all right. Let's get to our busy phones. Oh, this is our friend Tricia apparently was in the nation's capital today. She wrote the book about uh, all about the tweets, all of Donald Trump's tweets. By the way, the book sold really well. Uh, I heard you down in Capitol Hill. Linda mentioned earlier what happened.
8: Oh well I was in the hearing and then I went up to uh the floor when when the congressmen were were going up the elevator and I ran into Jerry Nadler and I just I just couldn't keep my mouth quiet <laughs> I just couldn't and I I asked him I said why are you trying to defraud the american people we voted for this president we're 11 months away from an election how dare you do this to our president and he would he said nothing and I said you know I'm here as one person but I speak for millions and we've had it we've had it Enough, and I said, "Why? What are you so afraid of? Your your candidate, is, you know, half the time doesn't even know what country he's in, what state he's in, and you think he's a big threat to us? I
3: don't think so." So,
8: I, Sean, I, I mean, I really. Did, what off. did
3: he say back? Anything?
8: Nothing. Absolutely nothing. His people tried to stand between us, but then Ben, uh, with frontline yep. America, do you have a videotape of and, this? Did
3: anyone tape it?
8: Well. I I don't know. I'm hoping Ben's crew got it. I had my video on, but then I got so worked up, honestly, I hit the wrong button, but there was media all around us and I let them have it too. So I don't know if it'll be um, on or not, but there's definitely enough media in this area that filmed it for sure. Uh,
3: You know, if you get a copy of that, send it to us. That might be something we'd love to throw on TV, but uh, well, good for you for going down there. And uh, you know, Sean, these guys it, walk disgusting. around the halls of Congress thinking that they're kings and queens and, you know, they are they're royalty. And we ought to just bow and curtsy and, you know, uh, yeah. kiss their rings. No, thank you. Good for you.
8: Yeah, no, it's disgusting. And the funny thing, Sean, is I was in the AG hearing yesterday completely empty. I was in the hearing this morning. There are tons of seats. Where are the Democrats? If they're so right, if they love what they're doing and they're so proud of it, where the hell are they? Why aren't they there for the show? It's disgusting what they're doing to this country. It's absolutely disgusting. Let me tell you, they're hiding
3: Schiff because Schiff can't answer the question what he and his office, what collusion took place, what contact took place, what uh, was discussed between him and his staff uh, as it relates to the non-whistleblower, whistleblower, whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower, so... Anyway, thank you, Tricia. All the best. You have a great time there. Have fun uh, tearing it up in the swamp. Don't get too dirty. It gets, (laughs) you know, cleaning out the swamp. It gets awfully messy. Uh, All right, let's get back to our phones. The important swing state, Florida. Jim is next. Jim, hi, how are you? And welcome to the program.
9: Thank you, sir. I just was kind of wondering how IG Horowitz could claim there is no bias on the part of the FBI in initiating the investigation because, you know, OIG shops typically don't investigate bias. Um, They do waste, fraud, and abuse. They don't. look! I
3: mean, the the IG was was tasked specifically with getting, again, he's the inspector general, uh, into looking into FISA abuse. He found it. He found exactly what I told you he would find, which is that the bulk of the information in the FISA applications was the dirty Russian Clinton bought and paid for dossier put together by somebody that that didn't stand by it and by a single subsource who laughed at the idea that anything he ever said would be taken seriously.
9: Well, I understand that, but I've worked with OIG shops in the past. I'm a retired criminal investigator Uh and I looked up what DOJ IG looks into waste, fraud, abuse, and misconduct. If you drill, this is the misconduct,
3: misconduct part.
9: Well, the misconduct part says nothing about bias either. That talked about Bureau of Prisons, a failure to render aid. uh, I think it's a pretty, pretty broad.
3: Well, I don't know why we're arguing the technicality. He was tasked with doing it. Spent an awful lot of time doing it. Came out with a report and was very clear in the hearing yesterday, in spite of Comey declaring that that he had been vindicated, uh, anything but the truth from Comey, because Horowitz offered no uh, vindication. And by the way, if you turned on fake news, CNN... If you turned on Anderson Cooper, you know, he said, well, the inspector general report debunked the president's charges against Comey and so many others. And he got yeah, over I, there at I Area 51 Roswell, Rachel Maddow's channel, the conspiracy channel. You know, uh, Nicole Wallace suggesting that the former acting director of the FBI, Andrew McCabe, a man who was exonerated from the smears of the. OK, but I'm answering your question.
9: No, no, actually, I agree with you. I agree with you. I just think that, you know, uh, Horowitz says that there's no bias in the initiation of the investigation.
3: And right. And, and Durham, is try- is trying to but remember, no I explained this yesterday. He is in a bubble. Horowitz had, he was, hey, it's sort of like he was fenced in. He could only look within the confines as part of his charge and uh, his job description of the DOJ and the FBI. That was it. John Durham, he is not restricted in any such way and was very clear in saying that as his investigation has gone far wide and deep and the scope of which now has gone before, during and after. uh, He has said that, yeah, I don't agree because I have facts on my side and and that's the whole thing that he's saying.
9: Right. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I just saw I kind of saw it as something where. You know, if, if if you're just doing waste, fraud, and abuse, and misconduct, and bias isn't in your, your purview, just say... I No, I understand. I, l- listen, I,
3: again, he gave that perspective with a limited... It's sort of like you're in a room, and you're locked in the room, and you can't leave the room, but outside the room, you would have found everything that would have... He didn't get a smoking gun, is what he was saying. Now, when he said these words, which were crucial, which I was getting to... I think the activities we found here don't vindicate anybody who touched the FISA. Can you say it wasn't because of political bias? He says, I don't know their state of mind. So he was very, very clear in saying that what the way the media mob was spinning it, the way Comey and others were spinning it was total BS.
9: See, the thing I, I looked at is, you know, you're talking about the initiation of this investigation. But in this investigation, you spent you send spies into the Trump administration. Where regarding mid year exam, you you're going to them and like you're part of the team. Somebody else hacked your computers, and you know some. It's almost like FBI was teaming up with them and being very friendly. And on this other one, you're taking limited knowledge, just assuming that Trump uh, administration or candidate candidacy people are colluding with Russians. And you're you're telling people like General Flynn, you don't need a lawyer. Um, it, it seems like instantly.
3: No doubt right. about it, I think. Uh, and I think that's why the statements by both the attorney general and by prosecutor Durham were as strong as they were. Anyway, appreciate the call. We stay in the swing state of Florida. Ted, next Sean Hannity show. What's going on?
10: Thank you very much for taking my call, Sean. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the the few uh, conservative talk show hosts like you and the others at the have brought the truth and the light to, the, yeah. uh, to America, which otherwise would be shrouded in darkness by these media idiots who just love to parrot the lies and uh, false accusations made by the leading Democrats. And that's really the point of my call, is what can the average American citizen patriot do to punish the mass media? And the only thing that I can think of are things such as uh, finding out who their largest uh, advertisers are, and whenever possible, boycott them, and let them know that we don't appreciate them supporting a bunch of liars and uh, false accusation spreaders. Um, I don't think that the Democrats would have gotten anywhere had if we had had an honest and open media, and that's my biggest problem.
3: Well, I will tell you, it is as dark. As agenda-driven, it is everything that we, everything they accuse talk show hosts of. That are honest and upfront. They're not honest. We're honest. I, you know, I am a talk show host. Now that includes straight news, investigative reporting, opinion, sports, culture, and everything in between. It includes it all. We're like the full newspaper. Now, with that said, they claim to be journalists. They're anything but. They're nothing but an extension of all things that that revolve around this new radical, extreme socialist Democratic Party. And it it even pained them to, to even admit, you know, there are certain things here that look really, really bad. But, you know, I'm sure that they had reason for it. They couldn't even spin out of this as hard as they tried and as much as they would have liked to. It is now a crisis point in terms of information in this country and it is so bad and they are so bad that they, the damage that they're doing to this president and the office of the presidency here and how complicit they are tied at the hip with the socialist democratic agenda. Um, It's just the, 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 the only good news I can say on that front and, and I hope you take some solace in this is that I I have one barometer, one poll that I get every single day. And that barometer and that poll often reflects the mood of the public. And I can tell you straight up that fake news CNN, Area 51, Roswell, Rachel Maddow's conspiracy channel are tanking and dying. Now, the my interpretation of it is because even their own base that loves to to wallow when they think they have blood in the water. You know they think they're. It, it, I don't know if you ever watched the show. <laughs> I love watching Wicked Tuna and uh, the the Crab Show, whatever Deadly Deadliest Catch. And it's like they think they got them. Then they get excited. Then they get disappointed and let down again. They've been lied to for years now, and some people still want to buy the lie. But we have broken story after story and proven to be legitimate that we've dug down deep hard and we told you the truth and now we're telling you the next phase of the truth and that is there will be accountability it is obvious or else the attorney general and prosecutor durham would not be saying the things that they're saying but yeah it's pretty the, the best thing you can do is tune them out and tell your friends to watch our show well they did any of them tell you for two and a half years that the FISA applications were based on a dirty Russian dossier that Hillary paid for, and that well, it was the.
10: Not. They yeah. were doing just the opposite. They were busy telling everybody how wonderful it is that they've got a way of sinking Trump, and uh, it's just uh, I I am personally looking for some way of sticking it to them because they have stuck it to us. For two and a half three years now uh, with impunity they don't care about their ratings obviously because they have no ratings left anymore <laughs> and uh, I've got to find some way of hurting them in their pocketbook uh, that way you know we'll catch their attention I hope
3: well I listen it will all I'll tell you the great irony and the president's actually reflected on this himself they'll miss him when he's when he's gone oh it's over it's like it's like their manna from heaven has then been cut off I, I don't know how they survive at that point
2: the
5: process has been the speed at which the house democrats speed. are moving if this is but seriously though
6: seriously it's been going on for 22 months okay <laughs>
3: but, but <a> <laughs> two and a half years actually all right that's going to wrap things up for today a great hannity tonight look at this lineup we have nine eastern all right mitch mcconnell the Senate majority leader, the great one, Mark Levin, Matt Gates, who had an amazing day again today. Geraldo, Mike Huckabee, Jason Chaffetz and Greg Jarrett all coming up tonight. Hannity news you won't get from the mob. Nine Eastern on the Fox News Channel. We'll see you tonight. We'll be back here tomorrow. Now we will sum this all up where this is all headed with the best guests, the most information that your corrupt mob will never give you. All right. See you tonight at nine. Back here tomorrow.